I guess it would be fitting that at 6 p.m., precisely 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve, (laughs) December 31st, I ended up having a headache. Not quite a migraine, but it was definitely on its way there. I ended up leaving 2020 with a headache that stayed with me until midnight of January 1st, 2021. I'd like to think that it was all of the sage that I burnt and all of the negative humors, as they would say in Victorian English, trying to leave my body from the previous year. I don't know what happened because I, I do burn sage all the time, but I had a massive headache for almost 18 hours. And if that isn't a way (laughs) to leave a year such as the previous one, I don't know what is. Anywho, I am so excited about this episode. I'm excited about this year in many ways. And oh, hey, it's 2021. And honestly, after the wild year that we had last year, I would be lying if I said I wasn't looking at 2021 a little side-eyed. What in the hell will happen next? And quite honestly, at the time that I'm recording this episode, I'm watching with popcorn in hand as we careen towards Tuesday, which is Georgia's uh, election day for the special election. And then also Wednesday when we have the interesting seditious senators I like that. Seditious senators. There's also another alliteration in that, but we won't go there, protesting the outcome of the legal election. But we're not going to go there because this is not a politics episode, even though I will talk politics throughout the year. But we're not going to go there. Anywho, if you're sitting in your house reflecting on the previous year and are a little nervous about asserting your dreams in 2021, I want to encourage you to listen on. In this episode, I'm going to share why now you need to dream the big dreams and some lessons that I learned from last year. my first personal finance book, Not a Financial Unicorn, because I don't know about you, but I am not a financial unicorn. I didn't pay $100,000 of debt in one year. It took me eight (laughs) to pay off 60, almost $70,000 worth of debt, which is great. But you know, like I'm not one of those people that you sit there and go, oh my God, she paid off $40,000 worth of debt in seven months. That's not my story. So if you are excited about reading a story about a regular human who has worked hard to get ahead one step at a time. I'm not a financial unicorn. Definitely make sure you sign up. I have a link in the show notes where you can go and sign up for that. You can go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash dream the big dreams. That's the episode. You can go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash dream the big dreams to go to the show notes. Or you can also go to michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash connect to check out the other resources and information that I offer. Okay, if you're listening to this episode and specifically live in the United States, you have survived a hell of a year. Quite honestly, even though we're only two days into 2021, quite frankly, it's looking to be an intense year too. 
that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I don't want to list all the things that we dealt with 12 months, but regardless of your age, my feeling is that you've gained a heck of a lot of perspective about life in general. All of the questions that we tend to ask ourselves from time to time, what's next? When is it my turn? What am I waiting for? I've thought about that over and over again throughout the past 10 months. I'm thinking and hoping that you've also reflected on these questions too. One of my favorite things to do is to work on a vision board at this time of year. So basically I gather a whole bunch of pictures, images, words, ideas, and I just um, give myself this excuse to really dream and envision the life that I want for myself moving forward. Then I create a one, three, and five-year action plan. These are flexible plans because life happens, but they're kind of like a framework that I use so that I'm always working towards the things that I want in my life. And in fact, I've done this most of my adult life and it's been a very effective way for me to move towards the, the goals and, and dreams that I have for me. However, there is one thing that I've stumbled upon throughout the past couple of years. The fact is the time is always now. The time is always now for your dreams, your goals, your hopes, and whatever else you're waiting for. I think we all have realized after this past year that life is precious. And honestly, a pandemic really puts everything into stark focus. I've said it more than once in the last two years that slow fire, something I stumbled upon accidentally, was the best thing that has ever happened to me. No, this episode has nothing to do with slow fire. I'm just saying, I want you to think about how you're actively living your life now. Who are you spending time with? What are you spending your time on? Where is your energy going? Right now, I need you to really ruthlessly audit your life and be honest about what you want moving forward. That friendship where you're giving everything and the other person is not, let it go. That significant other who is incredible, hold on tight to them. That significant other who's a douche, drop them like a hot potato. That job that sucks out your soul Start looking for a new job. You don't owe them anything. And at the end of the day, they will drop you like a hot potato if they need to. Be clear about what you want. It's really funny. I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, she was telling me a story about her colleague and her colleague was really upset with her husband. And she was upset with her husband because he had renovated their home and run up a whole bunch of bills to do this. So they, they weren't really in debt before and now they're really in debt. And my mom and her friend, they're talking. And I was like, well, what did you, like, when you were thinking about this husband, like, what were you wanting? And she goes, well, I really wanted someone who was good around the house <laughs> and who was good with their hands and could work on the house. And, and it was so funny because my mom was like, well, you got what you asked for. Like, that was what you wanted. You never said, I want someone who's good with their hands, but fiscally responsible. Like the list was short. She wanted someone who was good at, you know, renovating the house. And so he did what he's good at. And so my point <laughs> is when you are setting your goals and ideas for any time in your life, you need to be freaking crystal clear, not only with yourself, but with the universe, because if you're not it's all subject to interpretation. And I do think that's a funny story. So, and something to think about, especially as we get into cuffing season. 
<laughs> so you need to be specific about what you want, when you want it, who you want to have in your life, how you want to design your life. For me, my vision board process gives me that the opportunity to really unapologetically want what I want for myself. And I'm putting you on notice now that things will be different moving forward for me. I'm having a holy shit. I've survived so far a pandemic and a fascist, slow moving coup realization. And no, if anyone's like, it's not fascism, fuck off. It is. And so we're going to just go on from there. What I learned from last year, believe people when they show you how they are the first time. You don't need to show me three times. I don't need to ask you three times to prove what I already know the first time. So if you show me that you're an asshole the first time, I believe you're an asshole. It's that simple. Know how to make money outside of a nine to five. This is a skill, quite honestly, that everyone needs to learn. Whether that looks like figuring out how to negotiate for a raise, finding hours within the work that the time that you work right now. So maybe it's possible to have overtime, that kind of thing. Um, maybe you just learn how to better interview. So that's one way to make more money outside. And that's a skill outside of your nine to five, like learning how to level up in your career. That's a skill. Then there's babysitting services because people are needing help with their kids. Yard work, landscaping, phone repair. That's a big thing, actually. Cooking services. So there are a lot of people who have allergies. I seem to be having an allergy, and so I can't eat certain things now. And so having someone or access to um, a tool where someone is like, hey, I'll cook this for you and deliver to you. I'm down. I'm a good cook, though. But for those days or weeks when I come back from a trip, I usually order from services like that. So maybe you're that service. Knowing how to clean buildings or people's homes, that's a, that's a way to make money. And how to market yourself to do all these things. So you, you also have to, have to develop that skill. Writing, anything with writing, such as freelance content, books, copywriting, that kind of thing. Teaching a skill. So once you learn how to do a thing, you can teach other people how to do that thing. And I'm going to push back at all the people who are weird about Gumroad. I don't understand what's going on with that. It's just a tool. People need to get over it. But the fact is, if you know a skill, you can teach it. That's why we have teachers. Pretty simple. And in fact, I'm learning Spanish this year. I, I've studied Spanish before in French, but I really want to study Spanish seriously now. And so I found a service online with real Spanish tutors where I pay them uh, I, I found a couple that I think will be a good match for my personality. And so I will have Spanish class twice a week and they will tutor me and I will improve my Spanish. So, I mean, there's different things that, you know, that you can do. So if you are loving people and love to have conversations and things like that, or no, let me say this differently. If you love people, not loving people, that sounds a little weird, excuse me, and you're intrigued by other cultures and you were interested in having interesting and fun conversations, then that is something that you can do. Sewing. Sewing is an interesting one because it is having a renaissance because what else are we going to do right now? What are we, what are we doing? We can't go anywhere. So there are a lot of people who are le learning how to sew. I wanted to learn how to sew. Um, and I'll never forget this. Actually, my mom offered when I was a teenager and I was like, mom, why would I learn how to sew if I can go to the mall? Because we lived in a tiny town and I could walk to the mall and I was really excited about this, right? 
And what I didn't understand was she wanted to have mommy daughter time. And so she was really excited about that. Fast forward billion years later. And I was like, mom, like, would you teach me how to sew like as an adult? And she goes, no, I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> so, so now there are a lot of people like me who are like, oh, we, we messed up. <laughs> so anyway, that's a skill you could teach driving. That could be a skill that you could teach. Uh, you have to be careful, though, because new drivers are scary. Basically, my whole point with this is you need to learn. You need to figure out a way to quickly make money in the event that the stuff hits the fan like it did last year. Language matters. I remember when American citizens were called American citizens versus American consumers. It's much easier to give American consumers $1,800 of money for 10 months of pandemic stress, <laughs> financial stress, than it is giving $1,800 of money to American citizens for almost 10 months of financial stress during a pandemic. I will be 107 years old and will never forget how the American government from the president down pulled in Marie Antoinette and told American citizens to eat some freaking cake. Seriously. Again, remember what people showed you the first time. Understand that your dreams are important, even if no one else understands them. Do you want to be a 45-year-old San Diego Chargers cheerleader? Go for it. Do you want to live overseas for a minute? Do it now. Do you dream of being a speaker? Start. Is there a dream town that you would like to live in? Start planning that move. I think about the 300,000 plus Americans with unfinished dreams and goals that have run out of time to live them. Please don't let that be you. If you make it out of this alive and not with a debilitating physical issue, because a lot of people have been sick, but now they're, they have physical uh, issues beyond the COVID illness. For those of you who believe this is real, hopefully that's all of you if you're listening to my show. <clears throat> so my point is, I need you to live your life. And, and I want to validate that your dreams are important and I don't care how old you think you are or how young or whatever bullshit you're thinking about. Um, the time is now don't second guess your timing. So that's a good segue. So as a Gen Xer, it's really interesting because I hear this from both older and younger people than me. I hear people asking if they're too old to do a thing or too young to do whatever it is that they would like to do. My answer is, I don't care how old you are. Are you happy? Is this what you want for yourself? Go for it. Like now is the time. Nothing is guaranteed. And in order to make your dreams happen, you need to begin researching. You need to have a plan. You need to have belief. You need to have some structure and you need to take action. Also, you need to find tools that'll help you work towards the goal that you have. So in order to live abroad, what do you need? You need a couple of things. You need to understand what your visa situation would be like. I actually recorded an episode during the fall about if you want to move overseas, some things you need to consider because I used to work in immigration for years and there were things that people didn't understand that I could tell by their comments they didn't understand. So do your research, find the tools that help you save the money that you need in order to have the time abroad that you're looking for. Or Find the tools that you need to become the 45-year-old San Diego's Charger cheerleader. What would that be like? A lot of fitness, great makeup, good boob tape, because I've, I used to audition for these things. You need boob tape. The ability to dance and follow choreography. You could use Steezy. I'm going to have to do a, a, a whole 
review on Steezy, which is an online service for dance. Uh, my point is there are all these ways to do the thing that you want to do, but you have to give yourself permission to figure it out. It's like you're going to have to take the time to figure all that out. Also understand that life continues on. It might be shitty or it might be great or it might be in between. I think for a lot of people right now, it's kind of this, especially in the US, it's this weird in between. There are things that are going really well for me. And there are other things where I'm like, I cannot believe this is my life right now. I cannot believe that I have to live around people like this. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just being for real. Like I'm letting you know that sometimes I look at all you guys side-eyed and I'm just, I can't even, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> and obviously not you, the listeners of my show, but you like all the crazy people. I don't know what's going on. And so that's something that I think about. Integrity matters. It just does. It just does. I will never, ever, ever deal with someone with who lacks integrity. I just, I won't. I won't because the person who lacks integrity will stab you in the back. Opportunity always exists, but not for everyone. I don't know where PF Twitter has, you know, like the personal finance space in particular, but you see it a lot on Twitter. They have this idea that like, well, if I did it, you could do it. That's not true. You don't know why your success happened. It could be a variety of factors that are, that all came into, came into alignment at the right time. So I've been working for eight years, like a dog on a whole bunch of stuff to get to the point where I'm at now. That was not overnight. I did not have enough financial allies in the beginning of my journey. I didn't have inf a lot of information. Like it was really hard. So I get really sick of people saying, oh, well, if I could do it, no, if I have worked hard and I don't know that other people want to work as hard as I did, it's stressful. It's very stressful. And so again, opportunity always exists. That is true. But that doesn't mean that, that it exists for everyone. Finally, there are a lot of people <laughs> who need to do the following. You people need to read the book 1984 and watch the movie the one that I feel like was actually filmed in 1984 in the 80s. Anyway, it was a very good one. Um, there's a reason why I'm saying this, which is a lot of you, and I'm watching it in real time, and it's crazy to me, believe that two plus two equals five. And if you've read the book or seen the movie, you will understand why I'm saying this and what that means. You need to read this and you need to start educating yourself on propaganda. All of us need to take a civics class again and refresh our understanding of American civics or civics in your home country if you're outside the U.S. Please, for the love of God, volunteer during elections in order to understand how voting actually works. One of the really bizarre situations that Americans are dealing with right now, besides the slow-moving coup, is this idea that the election was stolen. Now, if you have a leader of a party who tells you not to do the one thing that could have actually won you seats, which was vote by mail, <laughs> and you follow what they said, why is it you're upset that you got the result that you did? Also, people need to understand that votes in, in the US are unique. So what that means is the actual paper or um, online ballot 
has a unique identifier, similar to like a social security number. You can't just create a whole bunch of unique identifiers out of the blue and not like there's, there's systems for this for a reason. And so it's been really irritating seeing how dumb people are. People are dumb as hell and they just don't, they, they just don't think. And I, I stand by everything I'm saying. I I'll be a hundred. I'll say this. You, you guys, there are some dumbass people. So we need you to take civics classes. We need, we need people to, and again, you is not my listeners because you guys are fabulous, but you know, your cousins and stuff. We need people to understand how voting actually works because I think if we, we were engaged more in our um, election process, I think part of this confusion would be gone. Like it'd be hard to, to say that this is what's going on. Um, and then finally, I want you to watch the movie in time with Justin Timberlake. Now he's problematic because what he did to Janet Jackson, but most people don't remember it unless you're black. And so we're just going to let that go. But anyway, like for, for this comment in time is a really interesting movie that I've always liked because it talks about time, like the actual time that you have to work in order to earn the time that you live. You have to see the movie, but to give you an, ex- an example, basically, um, people stop aging in this movie at 25. Any time after that is a gift. So your parents will always look 25, your grandparents, whatever. But the rich have millions and millions and millions of minutes worth of time because they're wealthy. And so they inherit time from other people. And I've always thought about this movie like I've I watch it on and off from time to time just because it really brings home this whole idea of time and money and in 2020 in particular there were a lot of people who really experienced time and money like as a thing and they experienced if they were fortunate enough time freedom a lot of Americans are not used to time freedom, like the ability to have flexible time. Like that is not a thing here. The whole work-life balance situation, that is not a thing here. And so it's one of those conversations that I think we never had because it was just not a reality to us until we were forced to stay home. So anyway, I want you to watch that movie because it's interesting. Anywho, I have a whole bunch of other things I could talk about, but I want to keep this episode short. So finally, I want to talk about opportunities. Actually, there's two things. I want to talk about opportunities in 2021. I actually plan on talking about this at another time and like later in the month of January. But you know what? The time is now. Let's let's talk about it now. The pandemic is beginning its super long wind down. (laughs) We've begun the vaccine rollout, but the U.S. will clearly be, in my view, the last Western nation um, to get out of this mess because we have such a huge mess. It's clear, though, that work, entertainment, travel, and hospitality, those businesses will be different. And it doesn't mean that they're dead forever. They're not like people will want to be entertained. They will want to travel. They will want to um, host others as they do this. But the, the question becomes, what are the opportunities within this new reality? Here are some ideas. Figure out how you can entertain people while incorporating the reality that we're in now. It could be that you figure out ways to do stuff outside. So this year, this past year in Denver, some of the things I noticed that were cool were um, there was like a roving DJ 
And so they had like this DJ set, this amazing truck with lights and things like that. And they just drove around neighborhoods and people danced outside. That was actually really cool. There were pieces of art that were created and they illuminate at night. There were plays that were created where people were outside and did different things. My point is there were opportunities and people just kind of reimagined what they wanted to do. People will still want to go out and eat. We want to travel. And the second half of 2021, in my view, is going to start taking off in the travel space, pun intended. Every place will need a patio or access to one. So if you're in the construction business or if you sell patio products, that's an opportunity. I've actually watched a number of new businesses launch during this time in my city at the same time that I've watched other businesses die. Even restaurants. I've seen there have been a number of restaurants that have launched and I've been watching that with a lot of interest. While I'm not one personally to launch a restaurant because I have no interest in doing a bricks and mortar business, maybe if you're a foodie or cook, you could leverage a ghost kitchen in order to get your food out to the public. In fact, there is a bakery in Denver that launched because of COVID and they sell out every single Saturday within hours, like four hours or something. So they don't, I don't even think they, they rent the space that they're in. I think they, it's like a pop-up situation. So every Saturday they pop up, they open at eight and it's gone by 10 and they've made great money too and had good marketing. If you do want a bricks and mortar business, how can you leverage pop-up experiences to optimize a cool space that needs cash infusions. So there are all these empty spaces that people aren't working in where you could be like, Hey, I would like to do a thing. Could I have access to your space for this? You know, like let's negotiate on this. And then you host that event with an eye on a couple of things, safety. So we know that COVID runs rampant in small cramped spaces. You need ventilation, things like that. So I'm thinking, Um, If a place has a huge room, access to a patio or a wall that opens up so you can circulate air. And obviously people wear masks, but you're still doing business. And honestly, one of the coolest things that um, I've experienced also during this year is there is a restaurant downtown that now does these cool taco experiences. And they have this massive, they have this massive structure that is a wood fire stove situation that you can pull outside. And then we just go and have tacos and drinks. And it's just a, it's a really good time and yakitori. So it's, it's, it's great. So it's an interesting Asian Mexican fusion situation. By the way, online businesses are having a moment. That is the thing. I don't care if you have a brick and mortar business, what have you, you need to figure out some kind of way to sell something online. How can you teach a skill, sell a product, leverage the internet to get people in front of the goods that you've created? Ask yourself those questions. So my 2021, I'm going to finish this show now. (laughs) Um, So I thought I'd share a few of my goals and plans for the year. So Michelle is money hungry. I still very much enjoy working on the content for this project. 
Moving forward, though, I have decided to be very intentional about sharing the following three types of content pillars. I've always kind of done this, but I'm being very deliberate about this moving forward. So the first one is personal finance. There are a lot of people who are in need of ideas, inspiration, support as it relates to money. And even though it is probably more lucrative to only focus on, say, entrepreneurship and only talk about that over and over again, I don't feel like that's the the way I want to be of service in this year. And also, I think it would be a little boring for me to only do that. Financial equity related to financial allyship, personal finance and policy. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the next couple of years as a result of what's happened with COVID. Um, I am so nerdy that I actually have been reading academic papers on the aftermath after like the 1820 cholera breakout. I'm going to read something on what happened after the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic and as it relates to policy, business, that kind of thing. You know what happened after two years after the... the um, the 1918 pandemic, the roaring 20s, the roaring 20s. So even though right now we are like, holy mother of God, this is a disaster. Things could turn around very dramatically. And depending on where you live in the country and or in the world, your hometown, home state, home region could be set up to rebound really nicely. Right now, Denver is, it's painful. It's painful because it feels a lot like the last couple of times that we, we, it's always been, Colorado's always been a boom bust state, just for those of you who don't know. So we've had the silver bust back in the day with the silver mines and then the gold bust with the gold mines. And then we had years later, the oil bust because we are a gas and oil state. Then we had the tech bubble. We had all these things happen. And so as a result of that, over time, Colorado started really aggressively diversifying its economy. And so even though gas and oil in particular was not doing well at at the beginning of, of last year, if you guys remember, gas became negative on the market. It was an, it had a negative price listed and they had all those ships floating at sea because they couldn't unload the, the oil. I think, I feel like people forgot all about that. Anyway, my point is, so that affects our, our, my Colorado economy, like the economy of the state that I live in. However, in terms of being a place that people want to live in, uh, tech, green energy, all that kind of thing, we're really well primed for a great rebound. So the question becomes, how do how do you handle the, the next year or so as we move towards that? And that's something to think about, like what will two years from now look like in the place that you live in? So those are the kinds of things that I want to talk about. And actually that was part of like the financial equity content that I shared. That was why I won a Plutus Award in 2020. So I think it's really important to talk about these types of things. And then finally, entrepreneurship. Without the first two, I would never have become an entrepreneur. Without support, without guidance, without information, I just never would have become an entrepreneur. And so for me, I feel like I'm having an incomplete conversation if I don't talk about the other two pieces. 
That's just me. I would like to host one or two in-person Money on the Mountain brunches. One would be in Denver and the other is likely going to be in Philadelphia. Both would happen sometime this fall if I move ahead with that. I would also like to host online conversations or sessions throughout the year as well focused on women's money. I do have a theme for this and that theme will be the framework for that type of content. I'm working on my first personal finance book, Not a Financial Unicorn, and my goal is to publish it sometime in May. Yes, again, I do plan on self-publishing it, but it could end up that it takes me longer. We'll see how things go. I would like to continue teaching amazing people how to make money online, selling what they already know. I currently do this actually in a number of different ways by bringing people together to connect, being a financial ally, business coaching, selling courses, sharing expertise in books, being a podcast host, and the list goes on. There's a lot of ways that I do this, but I want to really optimize that and grow it. I need to spend time with people. Oh my God, I miss people. I actually um, have spent time with people, but it does look different because we're all really trying to be careful with everyone's health. But I will say I'm going skiing this season. So I'm helping. There is a trip that I'm helping with for people of color who are new to skiing. I am not. I have a snowboard and I've been hitting the slopes for years now, but I'm excited to help with that. I'm attending another event as well. And then I'll be going on my own. But as an extrovert, I miss people, but I'm an only child. So I've joked about this in previous episodes, but only children in general are very well equipped to handle this alone time. I actually think though that for everyone, it's not healthy. (laughs) There's a point where it's like, holy shit, this is way too long to kind of be on your own. But one of the ways I've kind of manage that is having virtual happy hours and things like that. I just had a great conversation with a a friend that I've made over this year, actually at the coffee shop. And the great thing is the weather is pretty mild here. So it's really easy to meet up and have coffee at a distance and have a really good conversation or go hiking or whatever. So I'm going to be honest, I need people, people. I want to have a solid nice six-figure year, like solid. And um, I'm excited about that. As difficult as last year was in many respects, I will be honest and say that I did have a pretty solid year with the exception, again, of global pandemics, fighting fascism, and social unrest. What that reality, though, tells me is that two different experiences can be true at the same time. You can have two very different experiences of the same situation at the same time. And that's something to think about. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, when I was saying you, it was not you, the listeners. It was you, like, you know, the crazy people. Anyway, I wish you all the best. What is your word for the year? I've been thinking about that. I haven't had a word for the year for a while. And so let me know what your word for the year is. And I wish you all the best in 2021.